You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Full and Thriving podcast. And today I'm coming at you with another solo show. And by the way, I have to say that it is actually storming outside right now. We're talking buckets of rain, thunder, lightning. You'll probably be able to hear it actually because it's pretty loud in this recording, but I am loving it. I feel like we've had so many days of sun here, which Honestly, I am a sun girl. I love the sun. I love summer. When I lived in Denver, we had sun all the time. So I feel like I haven't come across so many rainy days lately, and I'm loving it. You know, there's a part of me that does want to take a nap and just curl up into a ball and like snuggle in bed all day today as opposed to do any work. But To be honest, I'm kind of powering through that and just trying to appreciate the thunderstorm in the middle of the day. Wanted to also update you guys a little bit on my personal life. So first of all, my sister, Katie, she's my identical twin, and my brother-in-law are in town this week. So they are staying with me at my parents' house, and we are all going to be going to a wedding in Newport, Rhode Island this weekend, and I am really pumped because that means I get to dance, and I love dancing, so I'm really excited to get my dancing shoes on. And honestly, this is my first wedding season going stag to weddings since 2017, so basically no date because I was in a relationship for a long time, and this is my hot girl healing summer. What is it? Healing girl summer? That's it. It's my healing girl summer. And I got to say, it's kind of nice and kind of exciting to go to weddings single. I am really embracing it. And there's always that little fun part of me that's wondering, ooh, maybe I'll meet a cool friend of a friend or, you know, who can I flirt with? You know, I love flirting and I love making people laugh, and I love turning up the sex appeal a little. So honestly, it's really energizing to me to kind of open up back into the single life. And also, I consider myself a glam girl. My friend actually called me that like a few weeks ago, and I was like, yes, that's me. And by that, I mean, I like to be glamorous. I love dressing up and doing all of that stuff. So wedding season and dating season for me in general is kind of my jam. It's something I embrace, I guess. 
But that brings me to another small detail. Wanted to fill my podcast family in, and that is that I have finally downloaded the dating apps. And by that, I mean just one app. I can only handle one, and I've been on a few dates. Nothing has turned into anything serious. I've had some really fun situations and also a little strange, bizarro ones that are already hilarious stories. And I'm not sure how to talk about this stuff on my podcast without feeling like I'm putting anyone on blast. So while I figure out how to share details about that, (laughs) just know that I'm thinking about it, but I'm just not sure how to do it. So anyway, stay tuned. Maybe I'll have some positive updates for you down the road. But for now, just wanted to let all of you know that I'm having a good time and I'm feeling back to myself. It's been a long road since the spring, really. Like the breakup happened technically in March and it's been a long road to healing. And I'm recording this at the end of August. So anyway, Healing Girls Summer is going strong. (laughs) So anyway, Like I said a few weeks ago, I've been wanting to expand the type of content I share on this podcast a bit. So I really want to start reaching beyond recovery-focused content here and there, especially in my solo shows, and then maybe eventually I'll start inviting guests that are focused on different topics. And this seems to be getting a positive response. So today I feel really inspired to talk about another subject that seems to be universally challenging for so many of the clients I coach, and that is overcoming anxieties around social life and friendship and improving social life altogether. And for those of you who are new to the show, you might not know this yet, but if you aren't, you probably already know I'm definitely a naturally extroverted person. I think this has a lot to do with my temperament and also the way I was raised. I had a ton of cousins and I'm an identical twin. So I like to say I've been socialized since being in the womb, essentially. I've always had a little buddy with me at all times. So I haven't dealt with extreme levels of social anxiety And even loneliness, and I know that's a privilege, but I do think being a twin has helped me so much. However, though I don't have that experience of extreme social anxiety, I do have experience of not fitting in and being kind of the lesser popular kid in middle school and feeling invisible when I was young. So I wasn't really bullied, but I definitely felt like in middle school, I was on the outside looking in. And we all have, you know, the body image issues in middle school and the puberty stuff that makes you feel really awkward and uncomfortable. And, you know, I didn't have any older siblings to pave the path for me socially. It was just me and my equally awkward twin sister, and we were always on the outside looking in. So I can relate in the sense that during that time, I was socially stressed, socially anxious, feeling very rejected, feeling insecure. 
So I do know what that feels like. I've just taken so many steps in my life to transform my social experience and figured out how to really foster friendships and change my mindset so I no longer felt like I was on the outside looking in. But honestly, I will be explaining later in this episode my mindset studying abroad, and this is making me realize I probably held on to that outsider mentality for maybe a decade before I was able to shake that off and become the social butterfly I am today. And with that being said, I definitely know a thing or two about being a social butterfly. And as many of you know, I do have a PhD in having a good time. So I want to talk to all of you today about two mindset shifts that will immediately improve your life. And before I dive into that, I did want to say, speaking about friendship, speaking about connection, I highly encourage you to check out the Recovery Collective website because in just a few weeks, we will be opening the doors to membership again. So if you're looking for community, friendship, connection, if you're struggling in your eating disorder recovery because you feel alone and isolated and you feel like nobody really understands what you're going through, the Recovery Collective is truly going to be a solution to your problem there because when you join, you will be embraced by a group of existing members who are so excited to get to know you. You'll be embraced by our recovery mentors. You'll even have a one-on-one meeting with them if you'd like. And you'll be embraced by myself and Anne Claire, and not to mention an entire new membership class of people who are enrolling at the very same time. So definitely join us over at the Recovery Collective and start improving your social life right away. I don't think anyone's ever regretted connecting with other people. And in fact, connection really does increase your chances of healing, right? Eating disorders are typically caused by feeling disconnected. So one of the cures in a way to healing your eating disorder is to start feeling more connected in life. But anyway, that was a bit of a side tangent. Let's get back to two mindset shifts that will immediately improve your social life. So the first one is, drumroll please, treat everyone like a friend until proven otherwise. And I'm going to point out that most people do not do this. Most people treat everyone like someone they're judging, someone they're not sure about, someone Everyone needs to prove to me that they're worthy of being my friend, right? Like that's typically the mindset going into social situations. But I really want you to think about treating everyone like a friend first. So I'm going to bring it back to how I discovered this mindset shift. There used to be a really insecure part of me that would judge people based on things like style, appearance, popularity. And I would honestly, I'm embarrassed to say this, secretly rank people based on who I thought was more cool to be friends with. And it was 
very toxic. And honestly, it was uncomfortable for me to be in that place because I was constantly judging people and preferring to fit in with certain groups over other groups of people. I honestly would put a little hierarchy on who I'd prefer to be friends with over the other. And to be honest, I was never truly happy socially. I found that the people who wanted to get to know me, who weren't in my mind, quote, cool enough, I didn't really open up to. And the people I was eager to meet and become friends with because I thought they were, quote, kind of cool or popular, they could care less about getting to know me. So I was kind of isolating myself because I wasn't happy with either of those situations. And let me tell you, I found that it was not fun hoping for a group of people to one day accept me, right? That's like a really terrible situation to be in. And I especially noticed this when I was studying abroad, oh my gosh, over 10 years ago at this point. This exact dynamic of me trying to fit in was happening when I was living in Barcelona for a few months. Everyone's flying to Barcelona. It's not your typical classmates. They're all new people. Everyone's kind of trying to find their place, trying to fit in, make friends. And however, during this time, there was a girl who lived in the same neighborhood as me in a homestay nearby. And she kept trying to reach out and hang out with me, get together as friends. And I had judged her in the back of my head and decided that she wasn't part of this quote, popular group. So I kept being sketchy with her. I wasn't committing to her invites. I wasn't communicating well. And it was as if I was keeping her in my back pocket in case a better invite came along. And just FYI, I've healed this part of me. There's no part of me that does this anymore. But then one day it really hit me. I would completely miss out on my study abroad experience if I kept waiting around to be invited to go out by this popular group, which seemed to have no interest in getting to know me. And that just wasn't happening. So I released resistance to the girl down the street who kept reaching out. And I decided to embrace this potential friendship. So I released all judgment, released any resistance. And honestly, it was the best thing I could have done. We became kind of BFFs on the trip. She was truly an amazing person and became an amazing friend. And we had each other to travel all around Europe with. And of course, we invited people to come with us along the way at times too. And it was great because the moment I decided to release my resistance to this person, I immediately stopped caring about trying to fit in to this quote, popular group and started having so much fun. And this individual is still honestly one of my favorite people in life. And from that experience, I learned that you really can't judge who will and will not click with you just based on what they look like or what group they're in. And if you do this, you could be missing out on some amazing friendships. And honestly, I'm bold enough to say, if you are doing this, you definitely are missing out on some amazing friendships. So whenever I approach a social situation, I plan to embrace 
all people in social groups and social settings. So for instance, if I'm on the quiet end of the table, I don't just gaze and stare longingly over at the talkative side of the table wishing I was there, like something I would have done in the past. I would turn to the people at my end of the table and focus my energy and attention on them and get to know them and get to know them knowing that there's a potential that they can become a true friend. Everyone has a story and everyone has something interesting to say and share. And that is the mindset you need to have when socializing and meeting new people. When I started treating everyone like my friend or that they have the potential to be one of my best friends, I stopped judging people so harshly or assigning a stupid hierarchical ranking of them. And I simply embrace everyone around me and include everyone. Literally, everyone should be treated like a friend unless they prove otherwise. And you might be thinking, but what if I don't like this person? Why should I treat them like a friend? And I have to say, if you haven't given that person the time of day, how would you know if you don't like them? There is no point to writing someone off before you get to know them. Friendship is not dating, and I think sometimes people take friendship just as seriously as they take dating. Friendship is casual. It's casual. You don't have to marry your friends, right? You don't have to find a lifelong partner to start a family with. This is a much more casual situation. You don't have to be so picky and precise about giving people a chance or not like you do with dating. You must give everyone a chance to be your friend and include everyone. So if you haven't hung out with that person, how do you know you don't like them, right? Have you had a one-on-one conversation with them? Have you talked to them about their life or their hobbies or interests or their philosophies? If not, you're probably writing them off a little too soon. So this is where we kind of take it to the last part of the mindset, which is treat everyone like a friend unless they've proven otherwise. Once you have given them enough opportunities to build a connection and build a friendship and you authentically feel like something doesn't click or something feels off or maybe they aren't very nice or respectful and they've proven not to be a good person to you or to those around you, then you can decide to stop including them or seeing them less often. But there's no reason to be so judgmental about people who can be potential friends with you before you get to know them. And we all are human. So if you notice that you are actually resisting someone and resisting the idea of becoming friends with someone, you need to be super honest about how you are judging them. If you don't know a person and you don't want to be their friends, there's got to be some sort of judgment going on. In order for this mindset to work, you need to suspend all initial judgments that you have on people around you based on things like, what do you know, their appearance, their size, their age, their race, their gender, their style. Like You need to suspend judgments in all ways 
in order to take on the mindset of treating someone like a friend first before writing them off. So again, that first mindset shift is honestly treat everyone like a friend first. And to go even deeper with that is everyone is worthy of being your friend. Everyone deserves to be your friend and you are not better than anyone else and nobody else is better than you are. Everyone's equal and everyone has the potential to form a connection that can last a lifetime. All right, the next mindset shift that is super important here is that everyone wants to be invited, okay? So if you struggle socially, I promise that the one thing that will immediately transform your life is if you take the time to initiate inviting people to do activities and have experiences with you. I will say this a hundred times off the top of a mountain. Everyone appreciates and likes to be invited to things and everyone is happy when they are included. Think about your own life. Have you ever been mad at someone for inviting you somewhere to do something or inviting you to get to know you? I'm sure that answer is absolutely not. Even if I don't know someone very well, I'm personally always so grateful that they thought about me and want to include me. And in fact, receiving an invite from someone typically makes me immediately like that person so much better. So if you feel like you need a social boost, start inviting people to do things. And chances are you're going to increase your likability. Like it's just kind of a law of nature. I don't know what that law of nature would be called, but honestly, everyone is flattered when you invite them. So it's kind of a win-win situation. And I know it can be a vulnerable place to be. And I will talk about that in a second. But honestly, there is no shame in being the initiator of social situations and events. You must be in charge of your social life. If you feel like there's something lacking, if you feel sad because you don't have many friends or many good friends, you have to take charge of that situation. And you do that by giving people opportunities to authentically connect with you. So if you want to do something socially, you've got to make it happen. And then it's up to that person to say yes or no to the invite. And I know the potential to maybe get rejected by someone is a vulnerable place to be, and I see that. But remember that this should not be taken personally. Usually a person, I mean, think about the last time you said no to a social event. It's typically due to something logistical like you're already busy that day or maybe you are traveling or maybe you are sick or something like that. It's usually not because you hate the person who invited you, right? So try not to take their rejection of your invite so personally and don't let that discourage you. I really think that it's important to be persistent when transforming your social life. You need to give people opportunities to connect with you. So don't be afraid to invite someone to get together a few times 
before you start jumping to conclusions. I mean, if they say no to hanging out with you three or four times in a row, maybe that's a sign. But honestly, you'll never know unless you put yourself out there and keep asking. And another point I wanted to add to this is inviting someone to do something increases your chances that that person will return the favor and invite you to do something down the road. And this is a pattern I've noticed over the years as well. It's kind of like a boomerang. Like you throw an invite out there to someone and it will return back to you, right? It's like karma of invitations. And it's just a pattern I've noticed. And Finally, I guess I have a lot to say about this, but finally, when you are planning to invite someone to do something, I really want to stress that even if they don't go with you, you need to plan to do this activity on your own, even if they cannot come. So you've got to commit to yourself just as much as you are willing to commit others. So if you invite a friend to the movies and they say they can't make it, You have two options. You can invite someone else. You can keep inviting until you find a friend. But your second option is you must go on your own. And this really removes the sense of pressure you might feel about inviting someone to join. Like if you really want to see that movie, you should not miss out on it because no one is available or no one can come or you don't know enough people yet. You should still definitely do that thing. And remember, first of all, there is always someone who is lonely or feeling isolated or feeling sad. And it's up to you to find people to extend yourself for and to reach out to and recognize that they could be your future best friend and that there's always someone who wants to be included. You've got to find those people. And that's truly it. I don't think you should feel powerless when it comes to friendship because there are opportunities out there that will truly present themselves to you. Humans are social people innately. They thrive and crave connection. So although it's vulnerable to try to initiate friendships, and initiate invitations, the natural human instinct is to accept that. So just to repeat this final mindset shift, remember that everyone wants to be invited. It is a win-win situation for you to initiate a social event because First of all, you are increasing your chances of connecting with people. You are allowing yourself to do the thing that you want to do. So basically, you're in charge of the plans, right? And people will actually start to like you more because they are seeing you in this light of being inclusive, wanting to get to know them, wanting to be their friend, right? It's a win-win for everyone involved to just throw out the invitation and start asking people to do stuff with you. I feel like I'm a broken record, but I'm just very passionate about this. When it comes to building connection, making friendships, you honestly have nothing to lose. So just go for it. I challenge everyone here listening to this episode to 
Make a list of people in your life that you want to get to know better. And then once you have this list, I want you to pick the top three people on that list. Pick an event that you want to go to, maybe happening over the weekend, like maybe there's a farmer's market or a soccer game or, I don't know, a cool live show happening, like a comedy show or, you know, a live band's coming to town, whatever it is, outdoor concert. Pick something and then just invite those people and see what happens. And I promise you they will be happy that you considered them and that you reached out. And that is baseline. I know there's a part of you that's going to say, oh, nobody wants to hang out with me. I'm not good enough. I'm not fun enough. I'm not funny enough. That is not true. That is your own inner critic being a bully. You have so much to offer the world. You have so much that's interesting about you. You have the potential to be someone's best friend. And That's the mindset I want you to take on. I promise you that that is true. So don't listen to the inner critic and just recognize that you have so much to offer when it comes to connecting with other people and building friendships. All right, folks, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode about two mindset shifts that will immediately transform and improve your social life. And again, I just wanted to remind you, please go check out the show notes and sign up to be on the waiting list to join the Recovery Collective. We are opening our doors mid-September, and I cannot wait to have you all sign up. This is going to be an amazing fall. We have a beautiful lineup of speakers, which you can check out on the website including Dr. Jennifer Gaudiani. She will be the first guest appearance for the fall new member class and all of our members, and that will be happening in October. So she's the author of the book Sick Enough and definitely on the podcast as well. So go check that out. And I just want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast and being here. Thank you to everyone who writes a review for the show who rates the show. It really matters so much to me, and you are all incredible, and thank you for being here. All right, that's it. I will see you all next time. Talk to you soon. 